Welcome to Sisterly Situations. Welcome. I am one of your hosts, Sherilyn, and I'm here uh, with my beautiful, wonderful sister. Missy. That would be me, one of the other hosts, or yeah, the host. other host. <laughs> What's the situation yeah, today, my dear? So we recorded on Saturday, of la- a week ago, tomorrow. Yeah, in and our time. In our where, time. Yeah, where, where we are, we are in life. <laughs> So it was a week ago tomorrow. So it's been six days. And I did not love our report. When we stopped recording, I was like, I didn't love that. We had talked about what we should do with that. And I was like, I still feel like we should post it because it's real and authentic. So let's go ahead and put it out there. But I I don't love it. Um, I don't really remember the context of what we were talking about in that one. I do vaguely remember that happening after. Um, I do. I do strongly because... Some of the stuff that I was bottling up during that impacted us later. With oh, another... that's why you remember that part so much. Okay, because I remember the later <laughs> part. <laughs> you remember the later part. So I feel like what would be good for our listeners is to hear us real time how we actually have this conversation. Because at the end of Saturday, we had a few false starts, a couple of things that were just not working. And it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm, I said, I'm just done. I'm done. This isn't working. Fuck it leave bye and I was like I just need I need to shut down that's not healthy but yeah, no, you left the meeting before I had a chance to end the meeting yeah I was like boop leave I was like I'm done I'm done I definitely got defensive and there was and and some and a lot of it was residual from that first conversation of how I was feeling about it and I told myself before we started the next recording, so it was about an hour later, we got together and I was like, I'm just going to compartmentalize that. And that's fine. We're going to start fresh. I'm going to tell myself it's fine. And I wasn't. And that was not fair to you or to us trying to record in the time we were trying to spend doing that. So I'll just, uh, I'll just say the context of the conversation was about therapy. And oh, yeah. And Specifically, there were a few things that you said in that first thing that bothered me strongly. You had said, like, I was making excuses for not getting a therapist for myself. And behind the scenes and in my thoughts, well, and also that the, the, there was the whole conversation about small wins and being proud of yourself and things like that. And you were feeling very good about yourself for some, some, uh, some of your smaller wins. And part of me was saying, don't shit on her by saying, but here's all the other things that you're not focused on that I was like, okay, but you have this going on, this going on. Don't, she is feeling good on herself. It's not your place to be like, but what about these things? And to bring up all these other things in, in your life that I was like, you could be worried about or should be worried about from my perspective, um, uh-huh. because I'm like, that's not your place. She is feeling good about herself. Don't. So this whole time that you're celebrating yourself and your small wins, I'm sitting here like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's fucking wonderful. But here's the list is growing in my mind of all the things Oh wow! that I'm like, but you still have this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And I know that that is completely not the objective of celebrating small wins and what we're trying to talk about. And yeah, that was quite literally the opposite of (laughs) the goal of that topic. It is. It is. Wow. And, and, and I am finding this out real time guys. I had no clue until right now. No idea that that's going on in my head, head. which is fantastic because it means I'm really good at controlling this space better than I thought I was because we are on video chat. And I'm like, I have been concerned that this entire time that we've been having these conversations on video chat, that my face says things that my voice doesn't. So when we have these conversations on the phone and I can be like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I can make all these faces and be like, what are you talking about? And you don't do this. And you did that. And when I'm being critical and not for the listeners, that, just so you know, she was just making all these faces, like scrunching up her nose. <laughs> Like your fucking crazy face, right? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? That's ridiculous. Da, 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 da. And all of those things that I don't say because they're not constructive to the conversation. So I try not to vocalize them, but I've often been told that my I do not have a poker face. So I was really concerned that entire time about like, watch the tone of your face. 
Well, it's funny because when we talk, I have to, cause you're, you're not good at having a poker face. So I do have to turn my head and look at something else when I'm talking because I can see on your face, there's judgment going on and you are thinking I do. So actually now that, now that you're saying it, I do remember specifically last week going like this in the middle of talking because I couldn't look at you in the moment because I didn't know what you were thinking, but I saw like, I felt like I saw judgment. But there, are and I was thoughts, like, there are thoughts happening. And I wasn't okay. sure if it was judgment, but I was like, there are definitely thoughts happening and I had to look away. So now that we are actually unpacking this, I do kind of remember that a little bit, but it was not impactful. It wasn't like a big deal on my side. Wow, and that has much been a bigger concern deal yours. since we started this. That has been a concern for me because there are so many times, especially if you're complaining about a particular situation or a particular person, when I have to put myself on mute, so I don't say things as the overbearing, overprotective big sister that you're not going to appreciate. That's going to make you defensive and not be helpful to the situation. And so I try, so I've been like, okay, so if we're going to do this on video call, I wonder if we can still maintain the same relationship and still have these types of valuable conversations in a podcast form with our video going that we've had. And will it translate the same way as we have on phone conversations when we're going through shit and venting? So again, you're, you're celebrating your small wins. We did uncover and which is very true and honest that I am not nearly as good at celebrating small wins as you are. There is that, like when you're celebrating something, I'm sitting here going, here are all of the things that to me feels like you're just ignoring, honestly. Oh, yeah. And I can one see of the how things, that could look that way on the outside. And one of the things we've talked about before is I feel a responsibility to be, to overcompensate in ways because other people in my life are, don't feel or don't show the same level of responsibility that I, that I feel needs to be attended to a situation. And that it, that is entirely, I'm going to say for the sake of this conversation, like 98% my mommy issues, my parents were not responsible adults. I had to overcompensate for that. And I have taken that to being overbearing with you, with my child with everything in my life that I have to be like, no, I have to be the responsible one. I have to make sure things are being taken care of. And that is my role because no one else is going to do it. And so there are times when it comes to like the small wins that I'm, I'm not good at that. I'm, I'm just not because, okay, great. That's taken care of. Check. Next, move on. I have to be responsible all the time. And that is, and that's me. And that's, yeah. that's not on you. Like that's not your responsibility. You're already moving on to the next thing before you're completely finished with the thing that you're on because you're always trying to play catch up. Right. Yes. Yes. My entire life is making up for a deficit that I came into the world with. Which I can relate to. And the only reason I can see that is because I've done it and it has taken a lot of work to get to celebrating myself. But there are a lot of differences in us as children also that I that definitely play a big role in that as well and I right. totally and get I'm that the, I'm the big sister so that's that's my job that was has been drilled into me from because our mom is the oldest in mm-hmm. her birth order so it was always <laughs> you're the oldest child you are the oldest like this is your responsibility you do this you do this you do this as the oldest even in ways where she has completely failed in her taking care of her younger siblings because of our own deficits. And so when you're celebrating and it is my job to let you feel that and to worry about any of the other stuff, right? Yes. Like that, that, that is how I feel. And that, so that becomes my responsibility where I'm sitting here going, okay, but she also has this, this, and this, and is she taking that seriously enough? And okay, but don't shit on her because she's feeling good about herself and it's important to validate her feelings. All of that mental stuff is going on in my brain. And while like you're going through shitty shit, it, that's like probably arguably one of the most important times to celebrate your small wins. Absolutely. So I, I, get, I, totally, I get that what's going on in your head. Yeah. That sentiment is completely valid and I see it. We still uncovered in that, in that entire thing. I'm not good at that. That is my mm-hmm. failure 
not good at it. That's fine. We can't be good at everything. So <laughs> I'm just going to be like, all right. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. That's earth science. We want to be good at everything. I can't, I can't be good at everything. And celebrating successes, big or small, is the thing that I'm not good at. <laughs> Being positive about those things. Yeah. So may not have chosen the right thing to just be like, all right, fine. I'm not good at that. Let's move on. But I'm well, good at getting I mean, shit done. <laughs> you're good at getting shit done. And I, to be fair, also, I mean, I guess because you're you're not telling me what's going on in your head is why no. I think that. But like, I've always had the perspective that you are good at helping you is celebrating with me because I can celebrate you all fucking day long. But at the same time, you're just as worried about things that you think I'm ignoring, which, by the way, are forefront in my brain. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think about yeah. it all the time. But yeah, because it's, it's my responsibility sister. to worry about you. I'm your big sister. That's my job. I worry about you. It's going to make you sick. It's and gonna... she's, sitting, she's sitting here going with her hands. For Wanting to wring her neck. Like try like making a choking to be like, I just want to choke you. That's not your job to it's worry about not, me. It's not. It's not. I, I understand it because as your younger sister and like, as we are best friends, I worry about you too. Like, don't right. get me okay. wrong, but it is so a that's completely the perfect different segue. <laughs> that's the perfect segue to the next thing that's going on in my brain. Okay. Lay okay. Because we dig into therapy and why it's not a priority to me. And you specifically said, which is triggering for me, you're just making excuses for not getting help. Couple of things that really fucking bothered me about that. I'm, I'm just gonna lay it out. One is, and I'm saying to myself, I'm not gonna say in the recording, but I'm saying to myself, this bitch knows what the fuck I'm going through trying to get mental health for my daughter. The hours and the time that is going in to trying to get her an appointment with a psychiatrist that I'm not talking about on the, on the podcast because it's about my daughter. It's not about us and me, but I am going through shit right now. And I'm like, she knows it. Like, how are you going to tell me? And also the mental health industry in general, fucking hard to break into if you're not an already existing co- a client, because we've gone through a pandemic, which has been a trauma on every, from whatever angle However you stand, the past two years has been trauma on every single person in this country. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. No matter where you stand, it has been, it's trauma. It's trauma to be isolated from other humans. It's trauma to have the people that you're supposed to trust to give you information, to be giving you conflicting information and you have to navigate through that the complete lack of trust from so many different sources. We're living in a world where it's just who to trust, where to get your information, what's true, what's not, how do we do this? What's the right thing to do? What's the best, healthiest thing to do? Everybody anywhere on the spectrum is struggling with that, no matter where you fall, because that's the world we've been put in. And we don't know, like, here's an unknown factor that's been introduced to our lives that never existed our entire lives all of our lives right now are pre and post COVID. There's not a day that goes by that I'm having a conversation either with work or with a friend and be like, well, pre COVID, post COVID, here's what our lives were. And it doesn't matter what it's about (laughs) at all. Like every single conversation at some point, if it lasts more than here's the weather today, like anything more than a 20 minute conversation, you're going to talk about something to be like, well before COVID and after COVID. Yeah, we were already calling it BC and AC in the yeah. in March 2020. Yeah. And now we've been living in that shit that has been created out of this world for like two and a I guess a little over two, two years. years and three months. Yeah. Two years and three months. And that's trauma. That's trauma on all of us. Are you okay? You're coughing up a storm. I know you keep going on mute so that we don't have that, but are you okay? Yeah, I took a big dab way too hot. So I'm just, it, it lasts Did you get some a water? while. Yeah, I've been drinking. Yeah, I'm great. And it, okay. it's fine. See, that's the big sister. It's my job to worry about you. Thank okay. you. I'll leave that so, in there for that. So we are all going through trauma. The mental health care industry is overwhelmed. And my priority 
is to take care of my child and how that's impacting her, not me. Cause I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm a Capricorn. I could do anything. I will be fine. It's my job to take care of everybody else. I don't have to say it, right? Because the way you just said that, I feel like you already know. I'm fine. The world is on fire and I'm fine. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So the other thing. For the listeners, she knows she's not fine. Not fine. Not fine. Nothing is okay. It's going to be, it's going to be okay because it has to be. Tomorrow will come whether I'm okay with it or not. Uh So (laughs) the reality is I'll live to see another day. (laughs) (laughs) There are also a number of other things. One in particular thing that is a health thing that I also need to deal with before I deal with mental health. I have struggled with because also my medical professionals have retired and I've had to change doctors and there's been situations that have happened that have thrown me in limbo. By the time I had recovered enough to get to a point to actually start to deal with that problem, fucking other people decided to have other types of priorities that I I have had to compensate for that, which is another thing that you know that I put off for a period of time, out of uh, largely out of fear. I don't want the ant and something else happened where I was like, okay, so I really do need to deal with this. So I, I, and I, I don't want to out of fear, but I need to take precedent again that. So we've got my child and all of the shit with that. We have my own health and all of the uncertainty with that followed by the custody and all the shit with that. So there's all of these other things. Then there's my job and the actual changes that are happening and the things that I am working towards and which are positive and the things that I need to present to be able to get that to continue to move forward. And we know, because we have said it before, I am a workaholic. I get a lot of satisfaction out of being good at my job, a lot. And it is hard to turn that off for me. Anybody who talks to me when I'm like, well, you know, not a lot's going on. I just have, you know, this, this, and this, and this, and this. There is not a single person that I can list those things to that they're not like, oh, well, that's a lot, right? So even dad, even dad was like, I, he was like, so how are things going? And I was like, so, you know, not much going on, just dealing with, you know, this with just the daughter stuff, just one of your stuff. He was like, so you said, I know you said it's not a lot, but or not much is going on, but that's actually a lot. That's a, that's a lot happening. And, or just the work stuff. My boss the other day, he was like, how are things with, and I was like, well, so I just have, you know, these three things that I'm working on, but I'll happily go in and help this other team and work through some requests and stuff. And that that's fine. I just wanted to let you know that these things are on my plate. And he was like, well, that's actually a lot. And maybe we need to talk about that. That seems like too much. And I was like, no, it's fine. I'll just work tonight. It's Friday night. It's fine. I'll work. I'll work through that. And, you know, I don't have anything to do this weekend. I'll just work. It's fine. And he was like, yeah. I don't want you working till midnight and I don't want you working through the weekend. And I was like, no, it's fine. My daughter's with her dad. I got nothing better to do. It's fine. In any one of those aspects of my life, people, when I start listing things out, I'm, they're like, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. And so when you said, particularly in that recording, you're just making excuses for not dealing with your mental health. That was a, that was like a, whew, for me, like that was, a, that was a, that was a hot button. You hit a button where I was like, this isn't excuses. My life is a lot, right? <laughs> Any aspect of my life, it's a lot. However, what I've been able to do, what I was able to do over the course from Saturday night when we didn't talk to when you actually sent me that the text to say, I'm sorry about Saturday. And I was like, yeah, me too. And we had like a couple of days off. What I was able to do is I was folding some laundry and I was like, Cheryl, just like you worry about Missy, Missy worries about you. And so I know intellectually you're coming from a space of you're my big sister and I love you and I'm worried about you and I need you to be okay because I need you. And so when you say things like you would benefit from therapy, I will argue that that is that is just a nicer way of saying it's not really different than saying you need therapy. 
I know we, we went back and forth a little bit on that when we were recording on Saturday. When you say that you are coming from a place of worrying about me and of love and concern for me, you're not attacking me. And that was something that I had to spend that couple of days of working through because you said you're just making excuses. And I was like, listen, I'm not making excuses. My life is a lot. And I just don't have time for this because I've got 17 other things ahead of that on the list of concerns. And also when we're talking about small wins, you know what? I don't have time for that (laughs) because I've got this list of 17 things to be concerned about. Of course, I'm not good at celebrating small wins. So I did feel attacked when we were, when we were talking, I tried to compartmentalize that and say, okay, I'm going to shut that down. And it did not work before we started recording again. And I've said a lot. So I said a lot to you that I've not said previously. So Uh... (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Wow. Um... Real time, y'all. This is how we work through these conversations. It's true. Um, I do have so many thoughts. I, because, you know, I agree with you on a lot of things and I don't agree with you on some things, of course. Of course, as anything. So let, let's, let's work through that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Time. So let's start with where you agree with me. Cause that's uh, always a good place to start. That is a good place to start. <laughs> of course, I'm coming from a place of love and And that is why I would say this to you. And yeah, I know that you need therapy and therapy would help you is the same fucking thing. But me and you, I just going to say it. You and I really reacted when somebody said that to us. And we were like, and I was like, I'm fucking doing that. Like, you don't even know me. I just like, (laughs) fuck you to say I need therapy. Fuck you. Yes, absolutely. We had that reaction. So you try and soften the blow by rewording it. But it's kind of like earlier in that day, we had a conversation about a particular thing with Guinevere, where her dad and I had an action. And he said it was different because he he said before he did it, that he was going to do this thing. And I didn't say. So his reaction was, well, that's different. And I said, no, the experience for Guinevere is exactly the fucking same. And you and I agreed on that. And when I had followed up with dad and said, so what's your position on this particular thing? He agreed with uh, Guinevere's father that there was a distinction because you worded things differently. And you, and you did say you were like, words matter and words do matter. And I think it is important to try to soften the blow and say things in a nicer way. But also because we know each other, I know you're fucking saying, like, I know what you're saying, right? Like, at the, well, what am I supposed to do? Exactly. <laughs> so, right. So, so I, you want I, me to just say it? You want me to just say you, you need therapy? therapy? So I That's a serious appre- question. <laughs> so I can appreciate that we both try to word things in a way so that we don't trigger each other to having these explosive reactions or to become defensive because our, our, both of us, our go-to is to be defensive. Even though at this point, I feel like we both should know we don't need to be defensive with each other. We still have that like instinct. It's still like burned in us, like a flight or fight or flight response we jump to being defensive. So we do with each other, try to be careful about our words. But when I'm telling you, well, that's the same to say you could benefit from therapy is the same as saying you need therapy. Don't try and gaslight me to say, oh, that's not really what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to that. I'm not trying to tell you that you have to get therapy. Well, I'm not trying to tell you that you have to, but but I, it is I the guess same I thing. I am saying that you need it. Yeah. I do think everybody needs it. Right. So I was feeling like I was in that moment being defensive because I was like the the delivery. Yes, it is better, but it's not it's not not saying the same thing. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, if I'm saying the sky is green, and you're like, 
Well, I see it more as a bluish green color is not the same is is the same as saying you're wrong. The sky's not fucking green. It's blue, bitch. I well, see it differently okay. than you do. So when I say, especially because we're both earth signs, right? So we're both people who are like, so I hear you. Let's cut to the chase, right? Like I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, I hear you. I'm receiving the message that you're gently trying to pass on. Don't gaslight me to try to say that's not the message I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, but I don't think that that's exactly what I'm, I was trying to say when I said I didn't mean that. I, I'm, I'm, and I not... don't think you're intentionally trying to be like, oh no, that's not, that's and not I'm what certainly, happened. I am certainly not trying to intentionally gaslight you. So, no, I think no, that, that I, is a little, I don't know, that right. is a little aggressive. And I'm, again, say. I am being defensive. So, like, I'm feeling like bitch is trying to gaslight me. But that's not, I get you are not ever intentionally trying to tell me that that's not what, that that's not what you're saying. And I get that after a couple of days of a separation, I can say, okay, she's not intentionally trying to, but she doesn't see that that is my, that is my perception of, she's trying to tell me that that didn't happen. Like that, has, that these are different things and it's not. And I'm getting to a point where I'm like, all right. And I don't think that that's what you heard from me either. Like you didn't hear me say, so I hear you. I hear what you're trying to say. And the message is, regardless of how you word it at this point, the message is you need therapy, right? Correct. And I also don't retract that. Right. I I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't mean to trigger you. I get and I get that. I get, I know, I know and love you enough and we've had an- And maybe it's not my place to say that to you or to anybody. And because that could be triggering for anybody, but so if and it's not, then I'm sorry I said that, but well, I didn't even know that that's the part that you were upset about. So I had no idea. Like I thought it was like the weight, the thing that happened in the moment of when we were like closing off the call. So also we I think we talked extensively about that conversation. How you word so that's the baggage that's carried into let's okay, go forward. On. Okay. Right. Okay. Can I speak please? Sorry. Yes. Okay. Cause you said a lot to me for like 45 minutes. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. So I do mm-hmm. go ahead. I, I need to regroup and gather. Because what was the next part that you said to me? I'm sorry. I'm just, I am a little overwhelmed. That it, no, that you don't need to apologize for being overwhelmed. That was a lot. That's a lot. Real time. This is how we go through this. Yeah. Yeah. And it is also a little bit of pressure because we are recording this. So I'm just like, I just let you say a lot of things without being interrupted because I don't want to be rude and I'm I'm sure I would have stopped you kind of and we would have done sections of that and so I'm just trying to go back and remember like what you said because <laughs> I really fair. was listening that's fair and you are really good at that and and I know that I know that that's why we can have the, these types of conversations because you are really good at that and you are very sensitive to that and so the last thing that I said was that is a lot of baggage to have brought into our next conversation that you were completely unaware of. Cause I was like, nope, compartmentalize. We're going to start over. And that yeah. is unfair to you that we even started all of this without me being able to have the words and verbalize that I was carrying any of this or even having the mindset to be like, I'm carrying all of this. Even though I told myself, yeah, I had no clue that this was all going on. So here's, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. So here's the next thing that came to my mind while you were talking to me and I really was listening to listen not listening to respond I I did you know that I come from a place of love and I do come from a place of your life is a lot my life is a lot would you agree mm-hmm. yes okay dad's life is a lot if somebody a- is always a lot I feel like in somebody's life in our circle okay right? I think that we are the kind of people because we have, I'm just going to say it 
our parents are alcoholics and we have grown up in a very weird it's not normal i'm i'm a member oh, yeah. of al-anon and i'm i'm realizing as i go through this it's not normal normal people no. do not have that so you and i are we caught i feel like we we're raised by att- addicts we we're raised in chaos and we constantly attract chaos mm-hmm. and our lives are chaos it's inherited chaos it's generational fucking trauma and we're supposed to break that we're supposed to break that so for me that is my number one priority and so it it is it is difficult for me to while there are immediate things going on around me I can't I cannot take care of the things around me if I am not well and I do truly believe that that is true for most people and I do think it could be true for you. And you know what? Maybe that's not fair for me to say. I don't know if it is. Is it? Because that's where I was coming from when I was like, well, you know, when people meditate, when people are talking about meditation and they're saying like meditate for at least 20 minutes a day, people are like, I don't have 20 minutes. And they're like, okay, well meditate for an hour. Like that was the, that was the example I think I used, right? Yes. That was the, I want to throw something. That was what I, that I disconnected from you in that conversation. So what I meant by that was, I do think was what I just said. I do think that I cannot take care of the things around me or healthily deal with them or make decisions about them or decide if I need to make decisions about them, because there's some things that affect me that I I don't have any control over and I am working so hard to accept that. So, and so for me, that feels like a criticism because it's, it, to me, that feels like saying I'm not taking care of others. And that's my entire, that, that's everything. No, to me. I, I'm not saying that you're not taking care of others. I, I am saying that you are. And like, if you can't, because probably, you're like, you can't, pour from an empty cup is the other thing. And I'm like, but that's, that's, that is all I do is I take care of others. So it does feel, it feels like a criticism. So it's not a criticism. That is the part where I am worried about you. Mm -hmm. And I get, I, I I get that, that you worry about me. This is, I worry about you trying to pour from an empty cup and becoming depleted and not being able to do it anymore. That's, I'm worried about you. Okay. And I know that. And I know that you worry about me. And there is part of me that is like, and my response to that, I know you don't like, because I've said it a thousand times and you're like, that gives me more anxiety. But we are part of a species that has 150,000 years of evolution on my side. And I have learned to adapt because I was raised by addicts And because I was raised in a hostile environment, I have learned that is my normal because there is no normal. Like normal is not like a real fucking thing. That's a fabricated thing. So my normal is taking care of people in chaos, right or wrong. That's, that's okay. And I will have time to take care of myself if I'm not, oh, this is so codependent. If I am not taking care of people (laughs) like I'm not doing my job I can't can't. what am I supposed to do listeners please help me I can't can somebody listen to this and help me I don't know what to I'm at a loss I'm at a loss because I know you fucking hear yourself I do so I do hear it and that's that's so I disagree That's why I say I don't really need therapy. I don't need someone to point out that I sound codependent and that. Okay, but you need tools. But I do take time out for myself when I when I need to. I do so I do invest in myself when I'm absolutely depleted, but I do need to uh, my cup is never empty. Okay. And so here's the other point that you you're also really not going to like. Great. Okay. I, well, because... let me just tell, let me just, let's just make it clear and establish that I fully disagree with you on your first point. 
So let's move on to your second that point I, that I'm that I can, like. That I'm going to take, I'm going to take time for me when I am fully depleted. You disagree with that? Or which well, point? Well, for sure. But uh, <laughs> I, the, that's fair. Oh my God. The, the, co- the codependency stuff, my dear. I just. I get that. But that's, I, I, I that is my normal. That is. No, I get that. I get that it's your normal because it is mine also. But like, I, I have experienced some minimal, very minimal, but like some relief from that. And I am such a better person for you, for my, myself, obviously, but for you and for the other people in my life. And so, so I I would you, would you say that I don't have boundaries? Cause I would say when it comes to boundaries, I am actually better at that than you are I yeah I think that that's one area that you are so I do set boundaries to protect myself we are listen you are way better than me in some areas and I am way better than you in some areas like it is so sure like Uh, yeah I'm not saying that but to protect my mental health is why I have these boundaries like I don't engage in a relationship with mom anymore I, and I don't engage in a relationship with her because I'm I, not because I wish her ill or I have resentment or anything. I just recognize that for us, we are unhealthy for each other. So I wish her well, and I do love her, but she cannot be a part of my life. And that is a boundary of set. And it's a boundary that you've struggled with because of guilt and other things. Like I've, I've been like, you know what? I, yeah. Well, I wish things were different, but it's not. And that's the cards I was dealt with. So here's the boundary. If she, I want to have a good mother-daughter relationship more than anything else in this world, but not with that woman. As I said at Uncle Tom's funeral, right? Like you brought her in. She was a whirlwind of mess. I had sat there and I was like, I want my mommy. And she was a whirlwind of mess. And I was like, not that one. <laughs> right? Yeah, and I was like, fucking God damn it. I, I, right, and you were I in went- the middle of it all the shit I went through to get yeah to get totally, there. That, was, that was our trauma year that we haven't talked about that, that we have avoided, not talked about that we've avoided talking about that we've avoided podcast. because it was so traumatic it was worse than COVID for us that year I can I, so I can recognize that and I do set those boundaries and I'm I'm telling you that not to say that I'm better than you really I should not have said that but to tell I you I didn't take it that way I understand Wait. but to kind of ease your worry because I don't want you to worry about me I do know where to set boundaries I and I set boundaries sure but but just not with you and not with my daughter <laughs> <laughs> the okay track, I can't well, and your experience of me is gonna be completely different than anyone else that comes into my life because I'm not going to, and I'm not going to give space to that. I'm not, I'm just not going to give space to people period, that are not you and my daughter. There is no one who's going to talk to me that way that you or she do that is ever going to come into my life. Like you can get angry and you can say things to me. I can be like, all right, so we're going to need a reset. We're going to walk away. But I love her unconditionally. We also (laughs) really work on and have gotten better at like not being nasty to each other, which is why I had, Mm -hmm. what, you do not agree? Oh, I I, I agree. There are definitely, yeah, that's one of those conversations we've avoided also is some of the things that we've said to each other and the way we've treated each other. Oh, yeah, no, I wasn't going to get into details. (laughs) (laughs) That's why why I made that face. Oh, 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 no, I was, I was. Nope. Okay, I get it. You're like pump breaks. Okay. Let's be careful. Uh, yeah, no, I was, I was, don't worry. But now I totally forget what I was saying because I totally. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, we, yeah, no, we have totally have worked on, on how we talk to each other because there was, as we'll get into another time and we're not opening that door right now, but there have been times where we have said some ugly things and, in the moment and we would not, we would never be able to record a podcast in that no when we were there are some people. things that have been said that it's been like well that's fucking unforgivable mm-hmm. and I don't know that forgiveness is a thing it's just been like we've come back and been like so I recognize that's something that crossed the line and um mm-hmm. we crossed some lines so let's just back ourselves up 
And to be fair, like a lot of those line crossing and backing up and coming back and talking about it is really the backbone of why we started this podcast is because of how we deal with situations. So is really how we get to the point where we're having this type of situation, this type of conversation. conversation. And so this is like five years ago, we couldn't have this conversation without without uh -uh. someone dying. And we certainly wouldn't, <laughs> and we certainly wouldn't have been able to have this conversation first time recorded on, you know, we would right. not have been safe for that. We would Ooh, have, no. we would have had to work. There would have been a few more tries to this conversation, I think. So this would not have been the first time that I'm hearing a lot of this stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I am emotional and I'm sorry. I didn't expect at all Me too. to get emotional at Oh, I had no idea it went. No, I did not know it went this fucking deep. I'm surprised I haven't cried yet. Us. Like I'm sitting here, like, whoo. Okay, hold so, it together. All I'm right, fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> you are not fine. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Uh-huh. Love you. I love you. I just, I just love you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, okay, I do oh. know that. I, I don't know where else you and I can really go from there. I think that we have to disagree on the second point also. What's <laughs> is, the second point? Is that you, you, your codependent thing and that I, I am worried about you like pouring from an empty cup and like, or getting to that point. The first thing. I don't even know anymore. Okay. So we no, disagree. The first thing was the way we spoke, the way I said the thing that you need therapy that I didn't say you need therapy the way I said that and then the second part I think I'm trying to stay organized people because I'm a Virgo all right so the second part is like uh what we were just breaking down about like I do I'm sorry I'm sorry to say this but I do truly believe that it would you you would be better serving to the people that you love if you prioritize things a little bit differently I love you. Sorry. Okay. That's fair. Maybe I could do a better job. And if I rearranged my priorities in some ways and prioritized myself a little bit better, maybe I could. However, I'm going to try not to take that as a criticism, but I'm not doing a good job loving people because that's, that's, that's that's my defensiveness. I, I I know that I know it intellectually, but my defensiveness is saying she's saying you can't take care of her. You can't take care of Guinevere. That's like no, the you're instinct. You're a great fucking sister, and you are an amazing mother. And I just imagine. I'm just trying to say, imagine the superpowers that you could have if you could. If I also better. was a if I also cared about myself as much. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Kind of exactly that. Yeah. (laughs) So I hear that and I can recognize, I recognize the intellectual way that you're coming from. I also recognize the care and the worry that you have for me. And that's where you come from. So here's the thing that I I don't, I don't want to say it, but I feel like I have to, as someone who suffers from depression, I do not want to live in this world because other people love me. That to me feels like pressure. Okay. So why do so, you want to live in this world? So hold on. Okay. Ah, fucking... so you um, can love yourself is what I want to answer. Anyway. No. Um, so Great. here's the thing. Just like we say all the time, we use the language, you can't make an addict get sober until they want to, right? They have to want it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you cannot love me out of my codependence. Uh huh. Okay. Hear what I'm saying? Does yeah, that make sense you. to you? Yeah, that okay. really does. So you cannot love me out of my depression. You correct. And a lot of times, for me personally, so I, I did mention I have a health thing going on. Every time someone who loves me asks me, "So what are we doing about this thing?" My internal response is, we aren't fucking doing anything about it. And that's part of the problem. It's my problem. Back off. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's my defensiveness. If we had an issue, we would be taking care of it. 
It's mine. It's my problem to deal with. So you're saying that this is like part of my control issues. In a very nice way. Yeah. If we cut yeah. through the bullshit, you can't force me. That's fair. To, you can't love me out of the things that you worry about. Just like That's I, fair. I can still disagree with you. And I guess it's a crossing a line saying it to you. So. It's not crossing a line to say you disagree with me. No, it's crossing a line to say, do something about it because yes. I feel it's different. That's what I mean. And just like I was sitting there with your, with your small wins and I was sitting here going, don't shit all over her good mood because she's feeling good about herself and that's good. And you want to celebrate her feeling good about herself. Don't remind her all the reasons why she shouldn't, mm-hmm. right? That is me loving you. Like I'll worry about that for you but it's not my place to shit on your good mood for that. And so I do feel like, and I know that it's hard. It's hard. Just like it's hard loving an addict. It's hard loving someone with depression and codependency because you're sitting there going, I know it. I know it because I see it. And I know we have so many codependent people in our lives, including you. Um, uh-huh. For where, sure. 100%. <laughs> where it's like, I love you and I want you to, I need you to take, uh, to take care of you and not do X, Y, and Z because of the dangers to you. You can point it out. Like I, there's a particular situation in your life where I've been like, okay, so that's a red, that's a red flag for me. I am concerned about you because of this person's situation. Okay. And you also agree with me in that situation that the other person needs to take care of themselves and that's that's like their problem. Uh So Mm -hmm. it's... Mm -hmm. But you are not going to be able to take care of that situation for them. You're not going to be able to get me into therapy because you love me so much. No, You're you're not going to be able to get me to a doctor because you love me so much. You're right. And I'm sure, you know, I said that because we were having a conversation and I was giving my opinion on a podcast kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like, I'm sorry I triggered you. And I'm sorry that I said that to you personally. And I do think that that's why because I sense we're breaking it down and we are being honest. You're not going to like this. I'm sorry. I do think it often. I think what I said often, and I do mm-hmm. compartmentalize and I do mm-hmm. sit there and be like, that's, that's not my business because it's not and it's and it's okay. And I do worry about it, just like you worry about, like you said, just like you worry about me and you compartmentalize. So I do think I just, I had a moment where we were in a different scenario and I had less control because we were having, because the setting was, and the environment was a little bit different. Right. And again, it's not Not making an excuse also. Right. And again, it's not the you saying, I think you could benefit from therapy. That was really like the punch for me as much as when you said when you were like so why do you think you need to go to therapy then why do you feel like that's what you should do and I was like well because you keep telling me to and you were like no I don't I was like don't tell me you don't because you say you would benefit from therapy and that's the same thing and then we got into that argument there and that's where I was that's when I got really defensive I see because I don't think you're wrong to say I worry about you and I feel like this would help you. Just like I don't think you're wrong to say I'm worried about you and I feel like you should cut out dairy or I feel like you would do better if you didn't do that. That's fine. You're welcome to say that to me all day long. But when I say, so I'm feeling guilty because of how much ice cream I'm eating and you say why, I'm like, well, you're one of the people who tell me I shouldn't have dairy. For you to go, no, I never said that. That's where I was like, don't tell me you don't say that because I know and I hear it all the time, right? You hear, do you hear the I distinction sub- there? Yeah, I hear the distinction. Okay. It's also a and little that's, triggering because I try super hard not to tell you that you shouldn't eat dairy. I know. I know you do. I know you do. And I know as a vegan, it's so very really hard do. for you. Well, that- it's not even, it's un, oh my God. I, ha- you, I have actually You have feeling- very strong feelings about healthy eating facts of anyway Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's really difficult for me because because I I do worry about my health absolutely and I also do try very hard and I and I do you do I don't tell you you do and I'm using that as an I'm using that as an example 
and I'm using that as an example. I'm not saying, because you don't tell me don't eat dairy and you don't tell me don't eat meat. You don't tell me to do that. I just want to be clear about that. Like, I just want to be clear. No, I'm using that as, I'm using that as a metaphor for, or a simile to say, because you know, you know how I would react to that. And that's why you try so hard not to say these things. And you can say all the time, the dairy is not healthy for you. And I'm going to go, uh-huh, I agree with you. It's really I not. I fully agree with me. I complain about other people eating dairy all the time. And you're like, I know they right. should totally give up dairy. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you are such a hypocrite, but I love you. Sure. Thanks for the sure. validation. <laughs> we should all, sure. We could all use from, we could, and I have said to you, consumption, I don't, I don't necessarily think that we need to completely cut out all dairy, but consumption is a problem. And I could certainly, and everybody I know who does eat dairy could certainly reduce our dairy intake. We could reduce our meat intake. We could reduce our sugar intake. We could reduce our caffeine intake. We have a consumption problem in this country because we are a consumer country. Yes. That's a totally separate issue. I don't want to get into that. Right. So I'll totally agree with you that it's not the healthiest thing. We shouldn't have, and and I have made a lot of reductions because of that. Okay. And so that is a completely different topic, Cheryl. I love you. There are so many other layers to that. It's not a great comparison for me because it's just, there's so many other layers for that. And I fully disagree with you on that completely. Like reducing to me is... I I disagree. I think that no human should be consuming a cow's milk ever. So because this is your example and, and I work so hard not to talk to you about it in that way. It's a bad example. I I need us to go somewhere else with this conversation. I also have to pee really bad. So let me do that. Go pee. I'm trying to think of something that's not a false equivalency, but it's not a good one. Let me be fair. Okay. 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 So I apologize if that, if that's a false equivalency. It's yeah, it does. It just, it doesn't. You had me when you were like, it's as if you said, I understand what you're, what you're trying to say with that. Right. I I wasn't trying to create a new I, yeah, I wasn't trying to dig us a new rabbit hole to go down. I was really just trying to other do rabbit hole and I can't. Okay. Because and that's of, fair. We need to move on. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Um, so, okay. Let's dial it back. Where, where were we before that? I think we were at, you can't love me to. Okay. So I absolutely. So, okay. So we just have to agree. I don't know where we end on this. Like, it's just now I, now I understand where you were and why you got so incredibly emotional and upset because I thought that I just triggered you once in a way at the end by saying like, I don't want to be, I don't want to lie on this podcast because then you were like, you're calling Hmm. me a liar. And I was like, oh yeah, that definitely triggered me because I have what I meant. That's why I changed it to phony. And I was like, yeah, that was triggering in a completely different way. Absolutely. And I feel like you can draw the connection on that one fairly easily. Like that was a much surface, more surface level thing. Absolutely. I understood immediately what was going on. I was like, oh, because, and I feel like I may have not reacted as strongly as I had, had I not already been carrying this baggage. So it's one of the things that we do when we're defensive, I think as humans is you carry baggage from one thing and you go into the next and we have more explosive reactions to something that's a much more surface level. Like that wasn't as deep, but it was because there was all this buildup that was sitting there Uh and it was just like, "Mm," and now we're overflowing. Yes. This this is why I was so surprised hear all of this stuff because 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 honestly surface level for me that was enough to react that way as soon as I understood as soon as you said you're calling me a liar I was like oh I am not calling her a liar but I totally understand why she hears that and why she's triggered by this and I was like okay Mm -hmm. I totally get this and that was enough for me to understand why you reacted exactly the way that you did so that's why this whole time when you're talking to me and I get it and you're telling me all of this other baggage that was carried into underneath it, I had, I really had no idea because like I well, said, that you? was enough for me. How could you? 
I was, yeah, I no, was your reaction stuffing made it sense. down. Yeah. And your reaction to what happened made sense to me. It didn't seem like it was blown out of proportion. Yeah. Yeah. So and for me, I was dealing with a lot of shame in that moment because I was like, I should not have reacted that way to that. And I'm dealing with shame, but I feel criticized oh, no, I was constantly. And I was, I, I was dealing with a lot of that also. Well, and that's why it took a few days for us to be able to, for you to say, listen, sorry about this. Da, 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 da. And we'd be like, yep, took me probably a few shouldn't have been so like, triggered. Yeah. Well, I, it took me a few days because I know that you don't respond to how quickly I can apologize. Like I was ready to apologize right then and there in the moment, but I was like, let me give her a couple of days. And I can do that with you because I don't live with you. Poor Jamie cannot <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> Right. So I do, uh, I probably would have been receptive and been able, but I don't know that I would have been able to give you as much insight to all of the other well, yeah, for sure. stuff yeah. that I didn't share. So I think ultimately I apologize to you because that was all stuff that I had going on, but I didn't share with you. And when we went into that second conversation, I, ha- I was carrying all that baggage and that's just where I was at. I was being inauthentic to be able to say, all right, so put that aside and we're moving on to the next thing. That's fine. Well, we're already trying to treat this like a job and like we're, you know, and compartmentalizing things and we're very, we are very close. So we are talking about a lot of things that can that tur- that turn into heavy things because that's just our nature. And it is. so it's bound to happen. I, I'll be honest with you. I am surprised that we've been recording since January and this is the first time something has triggered us got enough us to, point. to get to that point so yeah I mean so kudos to us kudos and to us also, we got through it we did we and are. also a thank you I accept your apology and I am also sorry that I triggered you now this apology is a little bit deeper than the original it's almost the same words but now that I have a deeper understanding, I, I am sorry that I triggered you on all of those levels that I triggered you on. I apologize. I do feel that we disagree on many things and um, that's okay. But I'm sorry that that triggered you, that I did that. I apologize. I love you. and Thank you for your apology. I sincerely apologize for having been triggered and allowing things to get to me and to not being able to have the words or understanding or depth to be able to share with you where I was really coming from in that moment all right and so that's our situation and I do I love you I love love you. you so much I love you so much you're one of my favorite people in the world you are pretty much my favorite person in the world I think I, I think you are my favorite person in the world. <laughs> I also have a daughter. And I'm also worried about who's listening to get offended that they're not my favorite. <laughs> nah, fuck anybody else. It's just I'm you just and my kidding, daughter. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not trying to hide it. You're my best friend. I love everyone, but yeah, you're my best friend. You're my sister. So yeah, there it is. You're my baby girl. Um, and I'll okay. always worry about you. Yeah, and I guess I'm always gonna worry about you too. And we're coming from a place of love. And yeah, that's, that's really what it, all that is. But it, it can hurt sometimes because we do things a little bit. Isn't there a song called Love Hurts? For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It can. It's it's a burden. And it's a it's a burden to love. It, it, that sounds terrible to say. It does. Like. Yeah. But it is a burden to love others. And it is a burden to be loved by others because there's a responsibility that comes with that. When people love you, you have a responsibility and that does add pressure and that can be hard sometimes. I mean, I've avoided romantic relationships for that very reason. I'm like, listen, I don't need anybody else. I make the joke that it's about the little laundry, but it's really, I don't want to owe anyone else the responsibility because I do have a a lot of people who love me and that I love already in my life and it's heavy. Yeah, I think that's a whole another topic for a whole another day. Yes. Okay. I love you. I love you. So that's our situation. Thank you for listening and joining us today. Please download and subscribe, like, and comment wherever you listen. 
check out our website, sisterlysituationspodcast.com. And email us at sisterlysituationspodcast at gmail.com. Also, please check out my lovely sister's yoga website, (laughs) consciousyoga.tv. Thank you. Thank you.